Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Advertising Show. It's being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Also being brought to you by Walter Carl Interactive at waltercarl.com. The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. It's a big radio midgets production. We've got Lois Kelly, founder of Foghound and a former senior VP at the Weber Group and also a co-author of a book called Beyond Buzz, The Next Generation of Word-of-Mouth Marketing. And we have Lois with us here coming up uh, for a few segments here on today's show, the advertising show. Patrick Meyer, in just moments, innovation is his topic today. Patrick is our marketing insider. And Jeffrey Ginnemer, a little bit later on this hour, for sales moves all about networking. So how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. It's Good. the weekend, and uh, looking forward to talking to Lois today. Yes, absolutely. What do you have there? Yeah. Well, you know, Ray, um, according to a survey by a consulting firm, an, uh, an iner- inertia, hello, inertia gap exists between small business owners' awareness of online business applications and their adoption rate. The research, Ray, based on a 1,000 small business owners, was presented recently at a, a warrior uh War a low, war a low, W A R R I L O W, war a low, summit. And among the findings, Ray, that were rather interesting, 64%, I found this astonishing, 64% of small business owners are aware that they can buy search terms, but only 9% are actually <laughs> doing so. And 92% are aware that they can access business email remotely, but only 43% actually do it. Wow. And they have other other findings that I'm not going to bore you with, but of those small businesses that have not adopted online business applications, the top three reasons why uh, they, they cited for not uh, was, A, they don't trust the Internet, B, okay. they are mom-and-pop shops, and three, uh, they have no need for 24-7 access to information. I guess that's why some small businesses will always three strikes be in small own. businesses, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, kind of weird, wasn't it? Oh, stupid. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, this, the is, Internet this, is is this is 2007. That's this is, right. Yeah. 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 Right. I'll tell you one yeah. thing. That is the most... Incredible marketing we've ever done, uh, along with the really smart web marketing as well. But uh, but those those keywords, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, do they work good for you? Yeah. Uh, so if if you choose not to grow, you basically wanted the business to close down after your death. Follow these guys. <laughs> Follow the three strikes and you're out, guys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what color? No, what not what color? What flavor are Hershey's Hershey's Kisses? They what are. C- what well, color? What flavor? Well, they're the they're they're the silver wrapped in aluminum, but they're they're black. Hershey kid, they're chocolate. Yeah, chocolate, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But in uh, China, they are green tea. Okay. Well, of, course. of course. That makes sense. And the same yes. thing, Reese's uh, cups, uh, the the peanut butter cups in in China, they are not peanut butter. They they're, are. Wait a minute. Um, Sushi. Uh, no. Dumplings. <laughs> no. What? Almond. Uh, Wrigley, Cadbury, Mars, Nestle. It's hard to mistake oh, the well, dominant course, presence. Yeah. yeah, the Western candies, yeah. the gum and chocolates over Asian, even traditional uh, Chinese herbal candies on the uh, display at the 7-Eleven stores in downtown Beijing. Hmm. Okay, and sa- no, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> uh, sales of Western candies and chocolates are much better. Store manager 
Wang Peng, didn't he have a hit song in the 80s? Yes. That's Wang Chung. Wang Peng said, Dove and Nestle are the most popular here. Most people in China prefer fruit as a dessert. Well, that's mm-hmm. smart. But right. uh, tastes are changing. So what they're saying is is these people that are, uh, you know, the Hershey treats, it, it's not chocolate. It, I don't know what it's wrapped in, probably still wrapped in silver or whatever, but it's green tea. Mm. Isn't that kind of cool? That is cool. And, uh, by the way, you mentioned... Uh, you mentioned uh, the Asian communities and so forth, and, uh, and you, last week you mentioned about uh, Don Imus and his big faux pas, yeah. uh, adios Don, but uh, Don Ho, Don Ho Don passed Ho away passed recently. Away. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I what saw an that. icon. Uh, icon and uh, uh, certainly a, a legend in the uh, for the fine folks of our 50th state in Hawaii, and uh, yeah. quite, a, quite a, a local character, I understand. I would assume that there would have been lots of uh, uh, fan, not fanfare, but, you know, ceremony and, and all that kind of oh, stuff yeah. in this past. There was a Waikiki uh, sprinkling of the ashes. Many thousands of people turned out. It was quite uh, the way I understand, just from seeing it on television. But, yeah, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Wow. And he was... Uh, he was he was pretty uh, pretty old uh, as well, but still quite a popular entertainer on the islands, right? Late 70s and still had an act in one of the hotels in Waikiki uh, uh, that he did nightly until he got it into this heart issue the last several months. Oh, that's that's right. It was a heart yeah. issue, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, we- 78, 9, I understand that he was. You know, it's really amazing when you think about Don and the fact that he had one hit. He had, well, yeah, you know, tiny really bubbles. one big hit, Tiny yeah. Bubbles, mm-hmm. and right. look how long that carried him. It's incredible. But, he, of course, he had a lot of popularity there as well. And when so. I think of Don Ho, I think of uh, uh, Mike McGarrett. Oh, yeah. From Hawaii Five O. And I always remember the opening of that program where his hair starts flipping, Yeah, right. which is the trade winds, you know. Right. Uh, and you think, gosh, his hair is so plastered, that whole thing is flipping like that, you know, it was, <laughs> somewhere. Impact. And along with his leisure suit. That's true. Book <laughs> him, Dono. There you go. Yeah. We have uh, Patrick Meyer coming up on the, on the advertising show. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. I'm walking down Broadway in New York City. I need to download a document presentation I'm going to be giving in the afternoon. I want to check my emails. So I cruise in to my favorite Starbucks, sit down, pick up a cappuccino bainte, open up my laptop, start to download my email, pick up the presentation. And I'm thinking, big kudos to Starbucks. The fact that this is my office away from the office, that I'm there more frequently for longer amounts of time, spending more money than I did in the past. What's so great about this? This is lifestyle innovation. This is Starbucks understanding the lifestyle of its target and evolving with that lifestyle. How do you get there? Talk to your consumer. Understand where they are and where they're going. Not just your category usage, but also what's going on in their lifestyle. What's happening? What are they passionate about? What do they feel time compressed on? What's going on? And out of that, find ways to better satisfy them with innovation. One way you can better do that with consumers is ethnographic research. Get in with them. Understand their lifestyle. How do they interact with your product? What's happening in their world? Film it. Capture it. Photograph it. Then bring people into that world with the consumer, build ideas, create innovations that better fit their needs going forward. Now you have the beginning of lifestyle innovation and a pipeline of it going forward. Good luck. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer, CEO of Now, and remember the marketing revolution has begun. For more, go to nowinc.net. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show, about to welcome Lois Kelly, founder of Foghound, 
and co-author of the book Beyond Buzz, The Next Generation of Word of Mouth Marketing. You mentioned Don Ho before. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Cleveland, one of my uh, I took the place of the morning show guy there uh, mm-hmm. who left to join Hawaii Five-0. He got a part really? on Hawaii Five-0. So imagine moving out of Cleveland to hit, uh, hit Hawaii. I wonder whatever... Did- was it a full-time extra job that he? Oh yeah, yeah. He became oh. a, he became a part of the show. I thought that was really wow. cool. And he was a big huh. uh, television personality in Cleveland as well. Huh. Uh, but went left to go to um, uh, to the show. So was, would we recognize cool. his character? Probably not. No. He was the guy standing at the jail cell Be- beyond the Bookham Dano or whatever his name is. Dano, you're Dano, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, do we know anybody else on that show? I don't. Uh, no. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Lois Kelly next on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And uh, we're glad you're here. Stick around. This just might be your business. Hello? Anybody hear me? Your message might be missing the eyes and ears of your best customers and prospects, those who are online. I'm talking, but what I really need to be doing is talking online. With on-target email list recommendations, the industry's most comprehensive email prospecting database, strategic interactive advertising solutions, and proven strategies for finding your new customers online to the tune of about 500 active partners, all of a sudden, hello, I'd like to talk to you. You've connected with your customers and prospects in a new and dynamic way. Wow, this is kind of cool. Walter Carl Interactive, a powerful e-marketing solutions provider that can make your next online advertising push a big success. Walter Carl Interactive, with over 8 million quality B2B and over 130 million consumer email addresses. Interactive marketing, multi-channel strategies, e-marketing databases, online customer acquisition solutions. Walter Carl Interactive. Go to W-A-L-T-E-R-K-A-R-L dot com. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. Another public service announcement from Brill Cream. Men, beware. Use one dab of Brill Cream. Just a little dab makes your hair look excitingly clean. If you have no hair, don't use Brill Cream, okay? (laughs) Maybe a, a polishing cloth or something like that. Lois Kelly is our guest for this segment and a couple more as well on the advertising show. Lois is uh, founder of Foghound, and, and there's a dog on that side. I'm, I'm going to ask you about that too, Lois. A strategic communications consulting firm specializing in branding out of Rhode Island whose clients have included Patagonia, Charles Schwab, Timberland, and others. Previously, she was senior VP at the Weber Group, one of the largest PR firms in the world. Her articles have appeared in USA Today in full color right next to the weather. The uh, Wall Street Journal, Brand Week, Advertising Age, and others. She speaks frequently on marketing and communications to professional organizations like the American Marketing Association and the uh, Conference Board. Also lives in Cumberland, uh, Rhode Island. Uh, we don't have your home address, and we won't give that out here as well. Sure we will. Okay, why not? <laughs> Author of uh, Beyond Buzz, The Next Generation of Word of Mouth Marketing. And that's uh, that's a great little bio there you got, Lois. Welcome to the Advertising Show. Thank you. And you're going to have to add the advertising show to your list of appearances and articles because you're now on the show. Absolutely. And, Ray, you wanted to ask her about her dog? Yeah, what about What is that dog in the uh, the left corner? Well, well it's Foghound is a made-up name, so we thought, because we, you know, our clients sort of get lost in the fog of everything that's going on. Sure. And we're like little hound dogs that, you know, get them in the right direction. But mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, I was... Um, 
talking at a conference, and someone came up and they said, "Is that a real hound dog? A, a real fog hound?" And I said, "It's a made-up name." And he told me that in no, it's not Amsterdam. They have fog hounds on the boats. Oh, really? And when they're in the fog, they sort of bark and steer the boats to safety. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well, you know, in Amsterdam, they have a lot of other things that we can't talk about. That's right. And that may also work. Yeah. And should, is, would this be a good time? Yes. Would this be a good time to announce that you're going to be opening your San Francisco location with the name Foghound? Wouldn't that be right. obvious? <laughs> no. I would like to, but I'm afraid um, the people back east won't won't let me do won't, that yet. Won't go for it. Well, we'll won't get a new we'll get a new account for you and let them bankroll that uh, okay. opening. Uh, you know, before we talk about word of mouth marketing, just in general, let's talk a little bit about an outstanding book. I highly recommend this. Uh, book. I know Ray does as well, Beyond Buzz, The Next Generation of Word-of-Mouth Marketing, and it's really a, a great how-to with some real-world uh, examples included in the book. Describe for our audience, if you would, please, Lois, the central hypothesis of your book. The central hypothesis is that we live in a talk world and that all business and all decisions we make get done in conversations. But it's, it's sort of a new concept for companies, and so the book really gets into what does this thing conversations mean? You know, what are the obstacles? What do you need to get over it? And, you know, how do you make it real? And how do you make it real so it solves business problems? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about some of these uh, these examples of what you're talking about. For, for the record, who did you write the book for? Who's your target audience? Um, you know, my target audience are um, marketing managers, Marcom, advertising, public relations, you know, some folks in digital marketing, and I'm embarrassed to say that I did not write it for sales directors, but that's a group that I'm hearing from that they very much like the ideas. Yeah. Well, and, you know, sales directors, unfortunately, in some company structure are stuck with the marketing as well. And either they're really good marketing people and they suck at sales or mm -hmm. they're typically really good salespeople and they suck big time at mm -hmm. marketing. But we don't want to get into that. And yeah. if you're one of those salespeople that suck at marketing, quit that. Stop it. Don't do that anymore. Uh, d d define for us uh, the term conversational marketing, Lois. Um, I, well, conversational marketing is really... Uh, uh, you know, it's engaging people in discussions about, you know, ideas and beliefs and advice that are relevant to them. And, you know, and they're, you know, beliefs and advice that people like to talk about. So, you know, I think, we, you know, we were all sort of trained, you know, through our careers in business school that, you know, what you were supposed to talk about were, you know, your value proposition and your elevator statement and all about you, but that's pretty boring. And what people really like to talk about are, are, are ideas that are useful to them. And so why do you think uh, most companies fail at conversational marketing? Do you find that they even get the concept of what you're talking about, or are many engaged in this already? I think they're not engaged in it because they, they've never really thought about it. I think we've, people have always, you know, we've always thought that marketing is about talking about our company and why you should buy it and what's different. And what we forget is that people buy based on how they feel about a company. They buy on relationships. They buy when they trust a company. And the way you build relationships and trust and sort of feelings of, you know, that you like something is often through conversations and, and through 
feeling connected with real people. So even if they're not um, oral conversations or face-to-face conversations, you know, even, you know, online in blogs and in online communities and in webinars, you know, we begin to get a sense of what a company, you know, the person talking, what, what that company is like. And because people, you know, we just don't trust companies anymore. Um, so to really build that trust and that like, the conversations really help engage people. Yeah, and you talk about, uh, or you describe, I should say, in your book, the three steps for real, relevant, and repeatable conversations. Describe these uh, steps, if you would, please, Lois. Um, the, you know, for real, relevant, um, you have to have a point of view. You know, ideas that are your beliefs or perspectives. That, that people say, gee, that's kind of interesting. I never thought about that. And, and, and when you're talking about those things, they need to be genuine. You need to really believe in them. Otherwise, you can get caught up by, um, I'll tell you a little bit about the jerkometer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to be genuine. They have to be real. Um, they have to be supportable, you know, by data to back it up. And, and they have to be, in, you know, fresh and interesting, things people hadn't thought about before. And if they're not fresh and interesting, I guess they don't become repeatable, huh? They, they certainly don't. They certainly don't. You know, part of the title of your book, Beyond Buzz, I think we all here on the advertising show and our audience have heard the word buzz, and, you know, we all understand what that is, I would hope. Uh, but yet you say that there's buzz and then there's making meaning. Explain the difference. I think buzz is very short-term, and I think what buzz does is, is it, it makes people aware of something. And that's fine, but often that goes nowhere. And what we really want to do with to make meaning and not buzz is to engage people and connect with them and get them involved. Um, and in so many business categories, I was talking with someone today from a big pharmaceutical company, and they're coming out with a new cancer drug. And they said, we don't want buzz. We want meaning. You know, we want people to really begin to understand why this is important and and what they need to do differently. Our special guest here on the Advertising Show is Lois Kelly, founder of Foghound, which we found out is a true dog, uh, and also our co-author of the Beyond the Buzz, uh, the next generation of of word-of-mouth marketing on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth being powered by Shippel.com. That's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com, a great platform called Tendency which is killer for marketing your product. So check it out, too. It's a great company. With Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, we've got more with Lois, and we'll do that in just a minute on the Advertising Show. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. When you say but, you've said a lot of things nobody else can say. When you say but, 
That's our green room sponsor, uh, this show, for the advertising <laughs> show, and we specifically asked for Blue Moon, but we got Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, Lois Kelly is founder of Foghound, also author of the book Beyond Buzz, The Next Generation of Word of Mouth Marketing. Lois, it's so nice to have you on the show. Welcome back to the advertising show. Yeah, let's take a break from your book and uh, talk just a little bit generically about, uh, not generically, but generally, I should say, about the uh, about the concept of word-of-mouth marketing. We've had plenty on the show that have uh, uh, spoken on the subject, including the uh, president of the Word-of-Mouth Marketing Association. And I'm just curious, your take, Lois, describe for us, if you would please, the key to effective word-of-mouth marketing. I think there are three things. One, you have to know how to listen in new ways, and really be tuned into all the conversations going on where people are already talking about, you know, your company or your product. Second thing, you have to have a point of view. You have to have interesting things to talk about. And I know and I believe that every company has something interesting to talk about, even if their product isn't that cool or interesting. Um, And the third thing is that people just need to relax and and use language that real people use. Mm-hmm. And stop trying to be, you know, message police in their companies. And just have ideas and sort of let them go free um, and let people talk about them in their own words. Yeah, and I think that's crucial. A lot of a lot of people don't get uh, on the inside of corporate America that uh, if you want to resonate with consumers, you need to speak their lingo, and that's not always... <laughs> Uh, having to try so hard in the boardroom or in the conference room trying to figure all this out. You know, you, it's the second time you've mentioned um, point of view, and I'd like to get your take on how marketers can establish a unique point of view that will capture the, their customer's imagination, as you described. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, to get a point of view, I mean, there are a lot of techniques you can use to get, to get there, but the, the simplest thing is just to ask a new set of questions that we usually don't ask our, you know, in, in, in one of them is just what do we really passionately believe? You know, what, what would change our customers' lives if they just knew this one thing? Or, you know, so it, it's asking those new questions. And, you know, companies that have done it, I mean, one is, you know, the Dove campaign for real beauty right. is completely built on a point of view of redefining what beauty is. And there's a company, it's based here in Rhode Island, and they, you know, they compete with like the, you know, celebrity cruise lines. It's a little cruise ship called American Canadian Caribbean Cruise Line. And their point of view is that when you go on a cruise, it should be like sailing on a friend's private yacht. Mm-hmm. And that's their point of view, and it's really easy to talk about them. And then, of course, they deliver on that whole brand experience. So I think everyone has that point of view, and it's usually not about the company, but it's, you know, about the experience or it's about a piece of advice or it's about something aspirational. Um, I actually, you know, did a little research for the book, and there are, when you're looking at point of views, there are nine things um, that people really like to talk about the most. And um, I think if you look at what those nine things are, that also helps you you know, to do some brainstorming. Well, touch touch on a t- the top two or three, although yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I mean, all nine are important. Yeah, I mean, one of the top ones, you know, people, you know, they love to talk about aspirations and things that might be. And that's where, you know, Sun Microsystems with their new 
brand com- campaign around sharing and ending the digital divide. It's like, wow, you know, that's a tech company. I thought they sold, you know, servers and utility computing. Um, but it's big and aspirational, and, and people really um, connect with that. You know, another one that's a classic is, you know, point of views that around um, David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. You, know, we, you know, we sort of universally, we root for the underdog. You know, so if you use that point of view, it helps. A third one is people love to hear, you know, contrarian or counterintuitive perspectives. Right. You know, and, and they're like, really? What, what do you mean by that? Um, you, you know, so those are three of the big ones that I see, you know, people use very, very um, effectively. And, you know, that's a good example of uh, how this book reads Beyond Buzz by our guest today, Lois Kelly, because it really gets into the nuts and bolts of a lot of what we're talking about today and, and cites examples such as uh, uh, sun, micro, uh, sun Systems as well as others out there. Shifting gears for a moment, uh, what is more important, Lois, the message or the mechanics of a dynamic marketing campaign? It's totally the message. Because if it's a really interesting idea that people want to talk about and, you know, get into conversations about, it will spread. Um, and, you know, it's funny when you have a great idea, a great message, how it gets out without even having to do, you know, the whole blueprint of how all the mechanics will work. But, you know, absent, I mean, I, I talk with a lot of people and, you know, they say, oh, I'm going to blog and, you know, I'm going to go on this speaking tour and they write six blogs, and then they have, like, nothing to talk about. <laughs> right, exactly. it, it, you know, so, I mean, I think that's a big challenge um, in sort of our Web 2.0, Web 2.0 world is that you have to have interesting things to talk about. We'll be back uh, with more. We've got uh, Lois Kelly here on the Advertising Show along with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And uh, lots more to talk about. I hope you'll stay with us. How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. 
Also had a lot to do with the the LPGA Tour, uh, Dinah Shore, and and some oh, yeah. Chevrolets and such. It's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on the Advertising Show out of Cumberland, Rhode Island. It is our special guest. Uh, Foghound.com is the website, but it's Lois Kelly, founder of Foghound, a strategic communications consulting firm specializing in branding. And the book we've been talking about today is Beyond Buzz, the next generation of word-of-mouth marketing. So, Lois, if they go to the website, they can find out a little bit more about the book, right? Absolutely. It's foghound.com slash beyondbuzz. That's right. Okay, very good. Welcome back. And, yeah, and Ray and I decided you need a microsite for Beyond Buzz and quit attaching that to Foghound. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. Ray's uh, going to do some web development on the side, and he's just trying I to get your business. Oh, he's trying to get business. Right. He is. Yeah, he's I always so. looking out for uh, the opportunity to increase You're revenue. You're walking out of this one, aren't you, Brad? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just going to jump right back <laughs> into the questions. Uh, you know, Lois, uh, and by the way, uh, a good example of some of the nuts and bolts, uh, the information in the book here, you talk about how companies can develop Great ideas for speeches, podcasts, and sales presentations. Talk about some of these techniques. Um, I mean, there are quite a few. I mean, one is it's amazing when you get a mix of people together for um, a half day or even a two-hour workshop, and you ask, I, I have 25 questions in the book. If you ask those 25 questions and you go for speed, it's amazing the ideas that you can come up with that really, you know, begin to, you know, to, to fuel and feed a lot of your marketing programs. I mean, I think another idea is just, where, you know, to have sort of some customer salons and ask customers to take off their customer hat and put on an advisor hat and say, what are we doing that's really cool or interesting that we're not talking about that we should be talking about? Um, and, you know, customers really want to be heard. They want to give you advice and tell you what to do. So, you know, that's another thing that you can do. I mean, another one is to just use some of the, you know, the tools out there, um, like on Blog Pulse, and begin to look at, you know, what are the topics that are getting the most conversation that are relevant to your business and hop on those um, conversation tracks. Yeah, and if you're a, a major company with uh, national distribution of products, they're talking about you whether you like it or not, and it's always Absolutely. good, I suppose, to join in the conversation. You know, you talk about a very interesting marketing idea in your book called Talk Shorthand. Mm-hmm. Explain. Um, well, well, Talk Shorthand, it, it, it's really, you know, talk how you talk, and it doesn't have to be perfect English. It should be, even when you're writing, you should write the way people talk. And, and, and part of that is also avoiding the, the doglish problem. And what I mean by doglish is that often companies speak one language and the people they're talking to speak another language, sort of like humans and our dogs. And, you know, if you're really not connected with what people want to know, it's just doglish. And they, they sort of look at you like, you know, your dog, and it's like, what <laughs> are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really being connected to what's relevant to people, what's their frame of reference, and what kind of connects with them both on an emotional and a rational basis. In last segment, you talked about uh, a great example of that, the Dove campaign, uh, and Ray and I certainly were big proponents of that when they first broke with that. I understand they've gotten to a little nudity issue recently. Ray, did you hear about this? Yeah, but I think that's okay. Yeah, you know, well, we're talking about it, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that, you know, a point of view, and, and sometimes to get people's attention, you sort of have to, like, you know, push the limits. 
Mm-hmm. And that gets people talking. And, you know, it, 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 it stirs up discussion. I mean, I love what Nike did um, in response to Don Imus, where they, you know, yeah. started the campaign that said, you know, thank you, ignorance. Right. And basically took something negative and started a great conversation about um, women's college basketball. Right, and didn't have to make a direct reference to Imus. Everybody Absolutely. knew what they were what they were referring to. Uh, I'm curious today. You know, so many times we've talked about here on the show how consumers are much more in control of media consumption. Uh, when they consume, what they consume, engaging faster with today's consumers is not just desirable, Lois, of course. It's now required. Talk about some of the missing ingredients and major obstacles to keeping up with consumers today. Um, I think that companies need to buy into, they, they have to have listening tools, you know, whether they're, um, you know, Buzzmetrics or Symphony or whatever they are. They, they have to be totally tuned into the conversation all the time because things change so quickly. The second thing they have to do is when things begin to get nasty or, you know, where the conversation is really against them, they need to have, you know, the courage to jump into the conversation and acknowledge it, recognize it, and either, you know, say, this is what we're going to do to fix it, or this is, we recognize your point of view, and and, and this is why we can't fix it. But um, companies have to be willing to kind of step in there. and, and kind of get dirty, you know. It's mm-hmm. my favorite example right now is the um, uh, maxi pads. You know, they have a happy period um, <laughs> campaign that they have on the back of right. maxi pads where you take off the adhesive. It is the it is the worst thing any woman has ever seen. It's all over the blogosphere. Mm. I mean, it's going wild, and they haven't responded at all to it. Oh wow! Um, and it's. It's, you know, in every conference I go to, I, I talk about it, and the women howl, you know, and they shriek with laughter, and it's like, I hate those people. Yeah. So Are they that, have, is, is the company that disconnected? Apparently. <laughs> if it wasn't, it is now, that's for sure. Yeah, apparently. And, and on that note, we have to wrap this uh, segment up here. It's, uh, Lois, uh, best of luck with your book, uh, Beyond Buzz, The Next Generation of Word of Mouth Marketing. Continued success with foghound.com. Lois Kelly out of Rhode Island. It's been a pleasure having you here. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. On the Thanks, Advertising Lois. Show, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe back with more in just a minute. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Hello, amigo. It's The Advertising Show. It's Ray Shillins, Brad Forsyth. Thanks so much to Lois. What a sweet lady she is. Yeah. What a great organization. It's a, it is a really cool website and a lot of... Uh, Cutting Edge Philosophy, and uh, the book is good, Beyond Buzz, The Next Generation of Word of Mouth Marketing. She was talking about... We wanted to say hi to Mr. Lois. Mr. Lois, yeah, exactly. I mean, Kelly. (laughs) No, it's not even his name. (laughs) No, it's not. But we're just making fun to make sure she's listening. That was our funny thing for today, Lois. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, uh, speaking of uh, what she was talking about, about about generating conversation, you know, what what she said with Nike did. This is interesting, and I think think Starbucks has crossed the line a little bit. Does that mean I will not go to Starbucks anymore? No, I like Starbucks. This is uh, from a, uh, it's called newsnet5.com. It's a, a woman was offended by a message on a Starbucks coffee cup. A 
Now, Brad, have you, have you ever looked at a Starbucks coffee cup? I thought it was just a logo. I did, too, and I didn't think yeah. there was anything there. But apparently a, a Southwest Ohio woman who loves Starbucks mm-hmm. has decided to drop the, uh, the, the Starbucks uh, habit because she was offended by a religious-related statement the company no printed point. on the side of the cup. Which uh, is? Uh, let's see. It says it's interesting. I don't agree with this, uh, but but uh, needless to say, why in moments of crisis do we ask God for strength and help as cognitive beings? Why would we ask something that may well be a figment of our imaginations for guidance? Why not search for inside ourselves for the power to overcome? Well, first of all. Uh, that's a pretty weird statement for uh, for Starbucks <laughs> to put on. You know, uh, well, you might. Why? Why, why would you, you have just that? like have a yeah. nice day? Uh, right. So that's what I'm suggesting that they did. Is with this particular statement, they kind of crossed the line, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. That is weird. I mean, what's the up? There's a big downside there, and very little upside to doing that. And yeah, I know absolutely. they're trying to. If you try to be cutting edge and say, "Hey, look, we're being progressive by saying that," of course, you get into philosophical things. Does God live with inside you? Then, if yeah, He does. Right. Uh, you're saying the same thing, but are you yeah. being anti-God by making that point? My yeah. goodness, why would you do that? Why would you even want to go there? Although we're I talking about it, which goes back to what Lois was saying. So we'll stop <laughs> oh, talking yeah. about it now. We've yeah. got, uh, we got Jeffrey Gittimer here uh, for a quick segment on the advertising show. At least I hope we have time for him. Let's try. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. How important is networking? Listen, if you're trying to be successful, it's the difference between mediocre and big. Networking is life skills and social skills combined with sales skills, and engagement skills. It's business leisure, conducted before and after work, as opposed to business frantic, which is conducted from 9 to 5, the exception being lunch. Networking is a mandatory function of business for salespeople and entrepreneurs, but everybody in every segment of commerce and career networks. Great scientists, electrical engineers, surgeons, they all have their annual meeting of some kind, And they get together and and talk shop. Giant trade shows attract buyers and sellers from all over the world to network. Well, in order for you to be a successful networker, you need a great 30-second commercial that engages and asks questions that qualify the prospect and get to the next step in the sales cycle if there's an interest. You need to be willing to go to dedicate the time that it takes to be excellent at that 30-second personal commercial and You need a plan of where and when to execute it. Go for it. 30 seconds. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer. Reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. That's it, Jeffrey, on the uh, advertising show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Thanks again to Lois uh, for being with us uh, today, Lois Kelly. Foghound. So there really mm-hmm. is a foghound. Go ahead, Brad. Sorry. Well, you know, you were talking, uh, it all runs together after a while. I can't remember if it was last week or, or during this program. But anyway, you're talking about smoking and young people and so forth. Uh, beam. Global spirits are going to quit 
uh, advertising in media that's only 70% of a, of a legal age, and they're going to move up to 75% of legal age drinking. This is all self-imposed, and they're moving up the stakes to just voluntarily set new industry standards. Not sure the 5% is going to make a big difference, but well, whatever. Know. Every, every little bit helps, though. That's good. Yeah. Congratulations. Good for that. As well. Let's have a drink on that. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but not Jim Beam. I'm sorry. Too strong. Okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, thanks again to Lois Kelly, and uh, look forward to, to being with you next week here at The Advertising Show. It's TheAdvertisingShow.com. It's a great destination. Tell your friends about it, too. TheAdvertisingShow.com being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at AdAge.com and by Walter Carl Interactive at WalterCarl.com. That's Carl with a K. The Advertising Show. Hope you enjoyed it. It is a Big Radio Midgets production. <laughs>